Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast, an urgent podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. The White Sox have signed Andrew Benatendi. Let that sink in. Uh, not really sure that i'm surprised that we're here i'm sean anderson you can follow me on twitter at sean underscore w underscore anderson i'm the host of the chgo white Sox podcast uh underneath uh vinnie duber you can follow him on twitter at vinnie duber he's our chgo white Sox beat writer and the man uh over to my left or right is herb lawrence hello you can follow him on twitter at actor 23 we already got 86 people in uh watching this as the white Sox sign andrew benatendi to a franchise record deal and the first comment is sad day five years 75 million dollars what are your guys thoughts does this solve the much needed left field hole that the white Sox clearly had this offseason yes yeah it does i mean so listen uh andrew benintendi might not be uh, an aaron judge level player uh but he is a a very good player he's an all-star uh and he is an everyday major leaguer no doubt about it now, I think a lot of the, um, uh, uh, let's call them negative opinions that might be out there might have to do with the fact that if the reports are accurate, this will be the largest contract uh, the White Sox have ever given to a free agent, beaten out uh, Yasmani Grandal by just a little bit. So say the reports, um, is Andrew Benintendi the guy that you want to have that status? Probably not. That being said, um, he is a good player. He gives the White Sox another good player. Does he solve everything? And are the White Sox cruising to the AL Central Championship next year? No, the bulk of the uh, responsibility is still going to fall on the guys who were already on the team getting a lot better. Uh, but hey, they have a left fielder. They didn't They didn't a few hours ago, and now they reportedly do. So uh, is it a positive move? Absolutely. Is it uh, the slam dunk move that everybody was waiting for? I don't know about that. Time will tell. Uh, but listen, the White Sox got a left fielder, and they got a good one. Herb, you're muted. Mute. You'd think a long time guy. I'm sorry, there was somebody out here getting arrested, so I didn't want to go over and bleed on the uh, podcast. But I think they got a good outfielder there in Andrew Benintendi. Not a great signing, a good signing. Where if you would have told somebody at the beginning of this uh, offseason, hey, the White Sox are going to get Andrew Benintendi, I don't know if people would have been like, oh, man, that's a good move. I think they would have been underwhelmed with all the names out there. But now we sit on December 16th. I look at the numbers. I talk to the Boston people. I talk to the Kansas City people. And they say 
this hitter, this fielder is going to be above average. He's not going to hit a lot of home runs. His like the career high is 20 home runs in a season. He's going to catch pretty much every ball that's hit to him. Um, and he gets on base. He, I think he has a walk percentage over 10%. So that's one of the things that the White Sox dearly need. And he bats from the left side. So those things are all pluses. All, you know, we're doing the checking off off of the boxes. He doesn't fit the power one, but the left-handed guy, the guy who puts bat the ball, the guy who gets on base will make this offense just that much better. I'm seeing him probably, if I'm putting a lineup together, if I'm not, if he's not second since he gets on base a lot, I would bat him like six or seven. So it's a good move for the White Sox, not a slam dunk like we're all waiting for, especially since we think we're in a championship contention window. It's making the White Sox better today than they were yesterday. Well, time will tell if he's actually going to be worth the $75 million, the, high, the highest paid free, free agent acquisition in White Sox history. But I don't want to hold that against him because the White Sox who are offering him the money, he just got to say yes or no. I don't want to put pressure on him to be living up to being the best player in free agent history for the White Sox. Well, and I'll say this too about that whole status thing, right? It's like it, it doesn't – it really doesn't matter at the end of the day because – it's okay if their best player is the guy they're getting a, a, a good value on in Aloy Jimenez, or if the, if their best player is the guy they're getting a good value on in Luis Robert. Andrew Benintendi, because he's the highest paid free agent in White Sox history, doesn't have to be the best player on the team. Uh, they kind of, you know, they made a situation for themselves, the ideal situation, not the one we thought existed a couple of hours ago, but the ideal situation that they had created for themselves was, well, we're getting value on the guys that are supposed to be the guys for us. It's okay if you go out and quote unquote overpay for somebody else. And and really, if you're somebody who is sitting there saying the White Sox need to do something, the White Sox need to spend some more money. Well, hey, they did it. So if 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 you're not if you're not happy with this guy getting the money, that's fine. But listen, they went out and they did what you wanted them to do in terms of being active in a, in an offseason where we didn't think they were going to be active like this because Rick Hahn spent the entire winter, winter meetings telling everybody that they weren't going to be. Right. I'm shocked that we're here. I mean, we said that we think they have about fifteen million dollars to spend. Andrew Benatendi just signed for about $15 million. So does that mean they're done adding? I think that's the biggest question I have right now. Also, we have 257 people watching right now. So make sure you are liking wow. the video. Uh, we really do appreciate the support so far. And I don't want to be that guy that's like, spend money, but no, not on that guy. But on December 7th, <laughs> after we went through all the free agents, before Herb came back, I tweeted out aloud, Brandon Nimmo, Joey Gallo, Michael Conforto, Michael Brantley. I would have even Adam, added Adam Duvall onto that list after our conversation yesterday. I put one name and not allowed, Andrew Benatendi. So mm. I'm just feeling sour. And that's my own feelings, but let's go to the Super Chats. First up, who's your daddy? Um, he said, Andrew Benatendi is a solid player, and I, Sean W. Anderson, personally endorse this signing. So thank you very much, who's your daddy, <laughs> for that one. That's in the official record now. That's brilliant. And, and in the made you read it category, hey, y'all, take my money and say my name. Thank you very much, Hulk Hogan's giant taint, for the $5 Super Chat. We didn't sign a bargain 30-year-old who is bouncing back 
That is a great signing. And then finally, uh, our pal Courtney, we appreciate your urgency, guys. And of course, we want to do it for the people. I kind of thought that instead of our usual, you know, opening song kind of thing, we were going to get urgent by Foreigner. I thought that was what was going to play, <laughs> given all the, the word urgent being plastered all over everything. But hey, not so much, I guess. Sky Point Foreigner. They're, they're wrapping it up, you know. Foreigner, the entire band yeah. is dead. They, they, no, they said they're done. They're, they're, oh, they're wrapping okay. it up. They're retiring. <laughs> they're going on the foreigner, uh, the foreigner, I guess. Uh, farewell tour. tour. Yeah, farewell yeah. tour. Um, so Andrew Benatendi, uh, I just find it very funny that we talked yesterday. Their biggest needs are power, defense, and lefty. He didn't check two of those boxes. You go into Yankee Stadium the past year, you have 66 plate appearances and a slugging percentage of 365. What Rick Hahn said at the trade deadline was ball in air. And they got a guy who hit five home runs last year. If he was on this team, he would just be in the same issue that every single one of these hitters had. They had no issue hitting singles and getting on base. I don't need another one of these guys. I need somebody who's going to put the ball over the fence. And he couldn't even do that in Yankee Stadium. He couldn't take advantage of that. And yes, there's probably connections here. We uh, basically uncovered or the chat basically pointed out the one where you know, Andrew Benatendi or Yohan Moncada were going to be the player or the cornerstone of the Chris Sale deal. So it's probable that Rick Hahn has liked this player for a very, very long time. So it makes sense that the White Sox are going to Andrew Benatendi. Pedro Griffal just was on the Kansas City staff where Andrew Benatendi was. So there's some knowledge there, along with Mike Tozar, who supposedly, you know, supposedly is going to be fixing all these hitters. Um, he might have upper hand knowledge on how to fix Andrew Benatendi or how to get that power stroke back. But even then, If you look at the pretty big sample he's given you since 2017, he has the highest number, according to StatCast expected home runs, in guaranteed rate field in any park would be one year at 29. So he's not even a 30 home run hitter at his peak, peak, peak. If you put him in the perfect ballpark, cores for 162 and whatever. And then since 100, and then since 2017, qualified outfielders, the ISO stat where you just take um, slugging minus average and you get the isolated power of that Andrew Benatendi 113th in the major leagues behind Jeff McNeil, Jackie Bradley Jr., Brian Anderson, Kevin Kiermeyer. Like I mean even Kevin Kiermeyer, who is a defense only guy is pro- providing more power than Andrew Benatendi. I don't that- understand the signing for the White Sox need. They needed a left fielder. You checked one of the three boxes in my opinion. And Sean, that ISO power stat you just read off, that was for the 2022 season or for his career? That was since 2017. So I took out the 2016 rookie season where he played about 34 games. So since 2017, he is the 113th uh, 113th outfielder uh, with 711 games, a 151 OPS, uh, and the average over that time, 278, 351, uh, and 429. And a weighted runs created plus of 109. So, I mean, even Mark Payton's projected to have a better year than him to according to steamers. I hear you. That was a joke. I'm sorry. I, I got <laughs> My <you>. bad. <laughs> I hear you, but I don't think, and yes, he doesn't bring a lot of power to the plate, but I think, do you think if he was to two out of these five years, hit 25 home runs, would that be good? A good deal. I know he hasn't done that yet, but he's still, but he's still, but he's still in his prime. That's the point. He's only 28. So you say that this is the ballpark. That would be conducive to that. Remember, I don't really put a lot of stock into you got traded in the middle of the season, go to Yankee Stadium and hit a bunch of home runs down right field type of thing. It's hard to get traded in the middle of the year and it's hard to adjust to your new team. And, you know, partially he was hurt, too. So 
I don't put too much stock that he didn't hit home runs in Yankee Stadium. But I think, you know, it's not a great signing. It's a good signing because he does other things very well or above average. And yes, I'm grading on a White Sox scale and I'm tamping myself down to, you know, enjoy an Andrew Benintendi thing because I said before we were in a desert and Rick Hahn is dripped some water on us. And I'm like, man, that water was the most delicious it's piece of water ever. It's it Dasani. So it tastes like jeans. Oh, it's Deja uh, it, Blue, and it tastes like denim. Today, that shit tastes like champagne. No. Man, I'm telling you, I'm um, telling you, maybe after today, I'll chill out, and I'll realize what this deal is. But the player, he's a above-average outfielder in major leagues. I will take that. He's an almost three-ward guy last year in the major leagues. Like, yes, I'm taking that every single day of the week, especially for this team. Anything that improves this team makes me happy. Now it's not an ass kickingly great deal, but I can't be sad that this deal is not, you know, fireworks. This deal is nice. Well, I don't know sh- why we got to be sad about it and shit on it today. Yeah, Sean, I, I I'll put it this way: I think I think your reaction is probably not the one that that makes the most sense. And I think there's oh, man, boy, everybody, the entire North Side is just blowing yeah, up. Now, now um, you can mute Herb. <laughs> Your reaction is probably not the one that makes the most sense. And I think there are probably a lot of other reactions on the other end of that spectrum that don't make much sense either today. I I think the White Sox got a very good left fielder. And I think that they should be happy that their team is improved. Remember what they were working with a few hours ago, nothing. They didn't have a left fielder. And now they've got one who's been to an all-star game and has shown himself to be a good hitter in Major League Baseball. Now, I don't think anybody should be freaking out. Oh boy, they did it. They did it. Here we go. World Series, here we come. Because of what a lot of the things that you said, the needs that they had entering this off season have not been fully met by a long shot. Right. And I think the idea is, yeah, they needed a left fielder, but they also needed something that, you know, one position can't give you. They needed power. They needed, uh, you know, left, you know, left-handed hitting is, is something that Benedetti does, but, but, you know, they needed defensive improvement all around, not just in one spot. They needed, you know, better base running all around, not just in one spot. Uh, so Benintendi does not solve all the needs that the White Sox had going into this offseason. I also don't think that anybody was expecting that to happen with one move. Sean, we went through all of those uh available free agent outfielders yesterday on the show and there was nobody there who you know fit every bill and was like all right you sign them up and this lineup is fixed great job white Sox, it's all over like there there was nobody that was going to meet that all those criteria and certainly nobody who was going to meet all those criteria for left field and then also meet it for the rest of the lineup so that they added a good hitter today is a good thing Does it solve all their problems? No, 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 no. And we have to wait until the games start being played to figure out whether all those problems have been solved because they're not going out and getting nine new players to stick in the lineup. What what Benintendi does is improve over what they had, but it it only works if Aloy Jimenez is Aloy Jimenez. And if Luis Robert is Luis Robert, if Tim Anderson is Tim Anderson, that's the only way this works. And I think the White Sox are showing with this move, perhaps, that they're confident that all those guys can take the steps that they need to take to get a lot better. Uh, and before we get to some of the super chats here, uh, Dan says, I think Sean's getting a little too detailed in specific stats. Uh, Benetti or Benintendi. I'm going to do that. Benetti, Benetti, Tendi. Um, poor guy uh, can still have the best years ahead of him. Uh, we didn't need the left field to be our MVP, just a good solid left fielder. I worry about the best years ahead of him. Uh, really part of that. I don't know if that's true. 
And no, you don't need him to be the MVP. You need him to play games, which he's done. I'll give him a huge credit for that. I mean, outside of 2020, where he played 14 games, and I'm not really going to take 2020 into a ton of stock here just because it was the weirdest year of everyone's lives. Uh, but you look at that 711 games. Finding people who have played 700 games since 2017 is a difficult stat. There's only about 30 of them. So that's a good thing. And especially with the White Sox, who consistently are looking for players to plug in and play each and every day, Ben Benintendi will do that. So that's at least good. You'll get a guy who will probably play around 140 games, and the White Sox need that. So I'm not, I'm not going to bash it in every single way, but I do wonder, like, what type of athlete is he? I feel like he's a declining athlete. You look at the sprint speed. You look at the max exit velocities. You look at the average exit velocities. Those are all dipping. For a guy that's contact-oriented, he's a guy that just had a, a barrel percentage in, like, the 25th percentile. Like, I don't know if that contact skill is going to continue up. Um, and he doesn't walk like a ton. Like he's not like 80 walks like Yohan Moncada was. So I just, I don't know the true benefit and I understand there's consistency there, but I don't know if the White Sox needed consistency. I think they needed something a little bit more, but uh, let's get to some of these super chats here. Uh, first off, let's go to uh, Joe Wald who just sent in a $5 super chat. So we appreciate that uh, very much. Our guy Jaxo coming in with a $10 super chat saying, Oh my God, they did something major this off season. Hooray. And we got a good outfielder. Now we just need to sign or trade for a second baseman. It seems like a trade. If Rickon's been talking about trades, it seems like a, a trade for the second baseman uh, will be coming here. Uh, and then let's get one for Herb. Uh, we still need to cover. Uh, we still need cover out there, Herb. Uh, Brantley is prime for this, isn't he? And that one's from Ian Rob. Oh, no, I think we're good. We got our left fielder. I don't know where Brantley's going to play then if you pick him up. And I appreciate it, Ian. But I don't know if you are going to get another left fielder. You're probably if you really want to and you don't think that Oscar Colas is ready, maybe you go and get a right fielder. But I think the White Sox are done pretty much for outfield shopping right now. I would hope so. Is second base the next thing, right? That would be the only place that or if you want to really, I mean, there's nobody out there to really fortify the pitching staff unless you're going on the trade market. And I don't know how that's going to work. So, yeah, second base is the only spot that I see that is a glaring weakness for the White Sox. And the signing of Andrew Benintendi didn't make me forget and doesn't say, okay, you get Andrew Benintendi. You don't need to cover second base because he's going to give you certain amount of uh, offense and so you can have a lackluster second baseman no since you signed Andrew Bintendi you need to go out and get a veteran second baseman that's going to give you production Gene Segura sounds like a guy that the White Sox could use yeah, I'd be surprised if they spent more money. I, I mean, it seems like their budget was around 190 and we talked about them having about $15 million left. So I'm surprised that they even went out and got Benintendi. It seemed like the next move was a trade. So them signing this free agent was pretty shocking. Vidi, do you think they go out and are active again still on the free agent market to get to the second base, or is this where the trade comes in? Yeah, I mean, certainly Rick Hahn laid out a situation in which these type of free agent signings were not going to be likely for the White Sox, and yet here we are talking about one. Um, I, so I think you kind of have to remember that. And what did I keep saying kind of when that was kind of presented? It was a management of expectations that probably stemmed all the way back from the Manny Machado pursuit a few years back, uh, you know, going out and saying, hey, guys, don't get excited. But hey, the right deal came along here, and now I think that's what the that's what the White Sox decided to go with. So maybe there is another right deal, right person out there that 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 fits their wish list and exactly what they want. Um, but that being said, if we're going to take Rick on at his word, saying that trades are the more likely route, um, 
certainly now they've deviated from that with their only two additions so far this year coming on the free agent market. Perhaps uh, the big focus is on trades in order to get a second baseman. Um, so, yeah, I would think that that would be more likely. I can tell you this for sure. Second base is that need. I don't think, um, in my opinion, that you'd want that you'd want to go into a uh, season with championship expectations with the current crop of second basemen that they have. So I would think that they would try to go out and get someone at least along the lines of a Josh Harrison style acquisition, get some competency and some confidence there at second base before you start exploring some of those other guys that you might have knocking on the door. Some more super chats. We got baseball tossing. Super happy with the signing. Thanks for Herb and Sean for answering my Twitter messages, of course. So we're always here for you White Sox fans. Uh, we do have a couple questions about the lineup and Colos that I'll get to in a second. Uh, but we have two from uh, one from Stefan Bardo uh, saying, do you think they'll trade Liam to offset the signing? We really do appreciate that, Stefan. And then Ian coming back again. So on second base, can we get Lux for Liam? Uh, means wages are evened. Uh, thoughts on the idea that the Dodgers are that next trade partner, does that seem likely after what we went through, that little experiment going through all 30 teams? I don't – that'll be really tough for them to trade for Gavin Lux. I'm not sure if I want Liam to be traded. I'm, I'm 100% sure I don't want him to be traded, but I'm not sure that Gavin Lux makes it go away. Like, he he fits a position, he fits a position, and I know he's coming. He's next. But – I'll be tough to go with if you're signing Kendall Graveman it, yeah. or Ronaldo Lopez as the guys at the end of your game game. That'll be really tough. If for you're me signing to, it, to trust that an outfielder for a record deal for your franchise at $75 million, it seems like they're going for it. Why would they trade Liam? Right? Yes. That's what I, that's, that's what, that's what I think. And I mean, it, it, it doesn't look like bringing on Benintendi, the biggest contract ever, is something to do because you want him in 2025. Right. I mean, you, you're going to go ahead and get this guy for now because, hey, he is an all-star and he is a very good player that can make your team better. Um, as we've talked about kind of ad nauseum now over the last several months, uh, listen, Liam Hendricks is arguably the best closer in baseball. If you're going to go try to win the World Series, you want that over, well, I hope this guy can handle the ninth inning just because you want to get a guy that's slightly better than what you got at second base. I don't, I don't think I don't think Liam Hendricks is going anywhere, and I think a lot of the, the talk around him is because he's really the only name that's been brought up, right? right. If we saw some tweet – from some national reporter during the winter meetings that was like, Oh, teams are interested in Tim Anderson. It doesn't mean that Tim Anderson's going anywhere, but all of a sudden it's in people's minds. Oh, Tim Anderson, trade market trade talks kind of thing. I think Liam Hendricks is just the guy whose name was tweeted out. And so now that's the guy that, that a lot of folks are like, Oh, well he's on the block. It doesn't sound like he's on the block at all. It sounds like the white Sox are listening and doing They're their open. jobs and considering trades of anybody that come their way. Doesn't mean they're going to do them. Doesn't mean they want to do them. But yeah, I, I don't think Liam Hendricks would be a smart person to get rid of because that is a, it is a problem for so many teams, right? It almost cost, listen, it almost cost the Cubs the World Series in 2016. And they had the guy who was perhaps the best closer in baseball at that time. You want confidence. You want, you want to know what's going to happen in the ninth inning. The White Sox have that right now, and to get rid of that just because you want an upgrade at second base, that doesn't seem very smart in my opinion. Uh, Kevin Steele disagrees with us, saying feels like Liam is now going to be shipped out for a second baseman. And we he's got the ten dollars, so I guess hey. I guess it's 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 his it's his opinion over ours. We appreciate the thought, and we appreciate the super chat. All right, let's get to Rafa Guzman and St uh, Stephen Niss. Uh, these two kind of go uh, hand in hand here. Uh, Rafa first saying, "Does this mean 
Colas won't be in the bigs yet. And then Steven is saying, where do you all think he slots in the lineup? So obviously, if you're putting Colas in the lineup, you think he'll be in the bigs. So gentlemen, what do you think about the one through nine? I have one already lined up. If you guys want me to go first. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I can, I can um, critique. Tim makes sense at one. Yeah. Okay. Any disagreements? Uh, Ahmed Rosario is better. No. Okay. Uh, Yon Mankata two third base. I don't know. I think Andrew Benintendi might be two in left field. Okay. We'll put him. We'll put. We'll put slash. Herb's, on, Herb's on mute, but he agrees with me. <laughs> we'll, we'll put slash Benintendi right there uh, for Mankata. Third Robert at the center. Makes sense. Uh, yep. Jimenez fourth DH. Correct. Uh, Vaughn fifth at first base. Mm-hmm. That works. Grandal six a catcher. Yeah, him I or go, Moncada, yeah. I okay. go Moncada there. Yeah. You put Moncada there. All right. Um, and then seventh, I had that's where I had Benatendi. I think it then would be the other Grandal. of yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Grandal. Yeah. Okay. And then uh I put Romy at second, but it could be anybody if you want Lenin Sosa, you know, whoever, but someone's playing second base, and then Colas in right field. I think Colas would be over Romy Gonzalez. <laughs> no, well uh Romy's playing second. No, I, I know. know, but like, oh, in the, I, okay, order, I got you. Category, yeah, well, yeah. my my thought, and even I mean, second leadoff hitter, baby. I mean, if he's so good at getting on base, do you not put him ninth? I mean, Andrew Benintendi could really flip a lineup. He's not going to drive anybody home. I think, I think you get Benintendi, and you know what he can do. The guy can get on base. He can he can he can hit singles. It it screams your stereotypical classic, uh, old school second you know number two hitter, doesn't it? Uh, and I, I think that's probably where he ends up. Uh, I, I think that, yeah, Yohan and, and, and Yaz kind of got to earn their jobs back. Both those guys could look good in that number two hole, no doubt about it, but they've got to kind of, you know, coming into next year, they're, they're at a different spot than they were earlier in their careers. Um, yeah, I think whoever, if you're going to go internal at second base, that guy is batting ninth. And then Colas is a guy who's got to work his way up. You, you have no problem batting a guy like Oscar Colas seventh or eighth in your lineup because you don't know what he's going to do. But the ceiling's so high, let him hit. And if he starts raking, he can be batting sixth, fifth, you know, sixth or fifth at some point or later in the year. But it's that's the plan. Colas is in right field, right? No, no objections. Seems that way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I I don't like it necessarily just because he has spent so few days and games here stateside, but. If they say he's ready, they say he's ready, and I'm good for it. But I'm more excited if, for Oscar Pop Colas than I am Andrew Benatendi. Oscar <laughs> Royal Crown Colas. <laughs> if you switch Moncada to be the second hitter, I would want Colas to be the f- sixth hitter behind Vaughn, then Benatendi be the seventh hitter, then you go Grandal eight, and then whoever's at second base is the ninth hitter. But I only put I, Colas ninth just because he's a rookie and, you know, earn earn your way up, kid. That's why I had Romy above him. And then also Ben Attendee or it was right there at seven. So then you had lefty, righty, lefty. That's why I did it. Yeah, I just I, like because I think Ben Attendee fits in better as a two hitter. If you're going to drop him in the lineup, I don't think in this lineup he bats higher than seventh. If you have those guys in front of him because he doesn't hit for power. Yes, he gets on base, but you want power bat in Andrew Vaughn power bat in Oscar Colas right there at five and six, and then clean it up with Andrew Benintendi. And then maybe a power bat right there with uh Yasmani Grandal. I mean, this is a solid lineup. Was it the best in the AL central? I haven't really scoured over it potentially like on paper. No. Yeah. No on paper. This is not the problem. best lineup in the in AL central. You said yeah. it should be. Okay, I'm sorry. You said AL. Yeah. Central. I thought you yeah, said AL. I was sorry, going no. AL. Yeah, AL central. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Potentially. Bad, yes. This is the best lineup. And so they don't need that much, but I would love for them to get a second baseman, not to leave both right field and second base. And for 
you know, some first base all being question marks along with the third base and catcher question marks. So let's eliminate some of those things like Jan Secure, Jing Segura is not a ass kicker. It's not a great signing. It's a good signing. He's a MLB veteran that'll give you MLB average to above average skills. I don't think they're spending you more don't money want- though. Like I don't know, Gene, Gene Segura is not a possibility well, in my mind. You didn't think they were spending $75 million two hours ago either. I guess. Just- yeah. And so, yes. So I, I don't want all these question marks on the rest of the lineup. Yes. Maybe Roman Gonzalez turns into a beast or leaning to Sosa, but it's a lot of uh, question marks for going into a season with Colos and another rookie. Um, just want to clear out some more super chats here before we, I ask you guys about uh, Joey Gallo, because uh, that's also another deal uh, around 11 and a half million, I think for uh, Joey Gallo to go to Minnesota. So uh, two AL central uh, outfielders being added at the same time. Uh, but this one's from uh, Hulk Hogan's giant taint. Again, thank you very much uh, for your $5 super chat. Can They've you been... say that on this channel? I don't, I'm not sure. Yes. There's no FCC. Mm, it's the okay. man's name. It's a screen name. That's all. Mm, I didn't choose sure. it. Uh, They've been the main's name. No, I said I said it's uh, uh, I forget what I said. Oh, uh, he said it's the main's name. That would have been perfect. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, they've been been attending to add him to the roster for some time. Where's my mallet? Where if this is the gong show, I need a mallet. Bong. Uh, and then, it was a dad sh- joke connoisseur. I had to groan at that one. Hey, Ter- Terry Boella or whatever his name is, uh, is a dad joke connoisseur. Uh, Daniel Roberts saying you cover the Sox so well. Enjoy listening to you. Thank you for representing the nation properly. We appreciate that. Uh, Daniel or Robert. Oh, we appreciate Robert Daniel uh, for the super chat. And then finally, uh, Kevin Steele again. Uh, if you could trade Hendricks for Kittel Marte, would you or that's sorry, that's Kentel. Kentel Marte. Uh, you wouldn't do that. Gives you flexibility at second base and another outfielder. Hell Kevin, to the no. Kevin Kevin Steele's got something against Australians, I think, because he is just on <laughs> he is he is pounding the table for them to get rid of Liam Hendricks. Yeah, yeah and he's really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if Cattell Marte, especially after he was just injured, he's got 11 million, 13 million, 16 million, 16 million, 14 million. I don't know about that. That's a lot of money. Probably not. Yeah, I don't but think that's he can intriguing. the ninth inning either. That's intriguing because of his top level potential. But you can't do you can't do with the rest of the contract well, left. Why would Arizona just, want why would Arizona want Hendricks anyways? I don't know. Maybe to flip him at the trade deadline. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get that. I just don't think that's going to happen. So we don't. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just entertaining the question. I'm just answering Kevin Steele, too. I'm not. I'm trying to yell at you. Don't worry. Uh, Let's get into Joey Gallo here. Uh, Joey Gallo did sign a deal uh, with the Minnesota Twins as well. Uh, So this kind of came out at the same time. He is going to be a twin. This is a one year deal for around eleven million dollars. Yes, eleven million dollars, according to Jeff Passan. So what do we make of at least the left field market between these two deals? Joey Gallo getting one and Benetton getting five years boy that's got uh, nelson cruz part two written all over it doesn't it uh, yeah. but uh listen i here's the thing a lot of people were very uh happy with the idea of the white Sox getting joey gallo sean i think you were probably um, among them and uh it's true that he addressed a lot of the needs that the white Sox were looking that looking to fill those um, those non-specific ones of power and and playing good defense that kind of thing that being said, he had a buck ninety last year, and it's it's very possible that that is that even though he brings those home runs, that he was not going to fill up that offense in general, that all around offense need all the way. And I think it speaks to the imperfection of a lot of the 
uh, selections or the options rather that were out there on that free agent outfield market for be it the White Sox or another team. Um, again, I, I look at the acquisition the Twins made very much the same that I do the White Sox. You know, the White Sox got a good player today. I think the Twins got a player that can help them today. That, that's a it's a positive move. It's not a slam dunk because I don't think anybody out there was a slam dunk. Uh, the White Sox probably got a little bit more certainty in terms of the guy's probably not going to hit below 200, but uh, you know, but Joey Gallo is probably going to hit an awful lot more home runs. So uh, you know, take it whichever way you want. I think the White Sox have the lineup or they should, we should say, have the lineup that could cover up for any lack of power on Benintendi's end. I'm not sure the twins, you know, have the same thing stacked in their corner when it comes to Gallo's shortcomings. So we'll see. And I think you could see through the deals where the White Sox chose the higher floor. They know what they're going to get from Andrew Benintendi. They know it's going to be somewhere where it's above average. It's going to be in that level. And he's young enough to get better than he actually has been. So they chose to sign him. And you see with the deal that they made, a five-year commitment to him, they chose that he is the better of the two options. Joey Gallo, same thing with... uh, uh, Cody Bellinger, these are prove-it deals. These are guys who want to get back into the market next year because they haven't done well the last couple of years, and they haven't been themselves as they think themselves to get the maximum number of money they want on their free agent contract. So these are prove-it deals. The White Sox decided we want more certainty, so they went with Benintendi. I don't think you go wrong with either Benintendi, Gallo, or Bellinger. It's just your preference. The White Sox were very desperate for an outfielder, and to get one of them, that is going to be well, better, much better than the ones that they had last year, I think it's a win-win for both the White Sox and the Twins. Strictly out of those three, and I guess you could even throw Conforto in, out of those four, he has the lowest floor. Absolutely. And again, with the White Sox having so many questions with Luis Robert, Aloy Jimenez, I mean, you even threw Andrew Vaughn into there, but even at you know catcher and third base, uh, they just get a guy who will play. Um, the other stat I wanted to bring up that I think is at least – Positive towards Andrew Benatendi. Um, last year, he covered four seamers well, sliders well, and sinkers well. Um, all pitches the White Sox struggled with. Uh, two run value for four seamers, three run value uh, versus sliders, and a three run value versus sinkers. Not great. Nothing you know, elite or anything, but he is above average. Yay. Uh, nearly 400 people watching, so make sure you smash that like button. Oh, we already crossed over 400, so hey. Thank you, everybody. I think that's a record. So for a franchise record deal, we get a record amount of viewers, which we really, really do appreciate. And we do have another super chat, too, uh, from our guy, Jack. So OMG, they did something major this offseason. Hooray. And we got a good outfielder. Now they just need to sign or trade for a second baseman. Also, Gallo is going to suck since he strikes out a lot. Um, They had Miguel Sano, who is the uh, second all time in uh three true outcome percentage. So I don't think they really care about the striking out as long as he walks and he hits home runs and he plays good defense. Joey Gallo will be a good signing. That's why you sign him. You don't care if people are striking out 200 times at this point and hitting under 200. And even our guy, Steven Gottrich jumping in with the super chat as well. Maybe you guys already covered this, but you do you think the white Sox signed another outfielder like Brantley? Um, you already addressed this specifically Herb, but uh, again, like I think if they're going to be doing anything else, it's going to be depth pieces, at least when it comes to the free agent market, they're going to try to fill out Charlotte, Birmingham, Canapolis, just because there were so many struggles trying to find arms in those places. I think they're going to try to fill out those bats and make sure that those levels are healthy or hopefully they do. Um, but outside of that, I really don't see any other free agent deals being signed because 
I mean, I, I guess I wasn't expecting Benintendi, but I feel like they're at their cap at this point from what we've heard. I don't, I mean, maybe they surprise us. Maybe they go out and say, hey, we have Oscar Colas in the bag and maybe he's ready, but what if he goes to spring training and he's not the guy or he gets worse, he gets hurt. Now we're very short on outfielders. Outfield depth is very thin on the White Sox. Maybe they see, go into the Conforto uh, market because he only wants a short-term deal, as his agent has said. Maybe they see that the number's right a couple of weeks from now, and they say, all right, let's pull the trigger. Give me a little bit more, uh, Jerry, and they pull the trigger on Mike Conforto. Only one can hope like that because then if you go to spring training with that lineup, you're cooking with gas. You're doing something. Like Mike Conforto's a question mark, but I think for most of us, that's a bigger signing than what Andrew Benintendi is today. If they sign Michael Conforto, even for a one-year prove-it deal with an option, I think that would be more of a, man, White Sox are out here doing things that we would want them to do, and this looks like a more complete team today. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, looking forward, I mean, you're probably, once that big second base need is addressed, which, you know, it was bigger than left field, in my opinion, uh, you're talking about, you know, those flyer type signings, those ones where you, where you give out those minor league deals to some, some names, perhaps, you know, some, some Victor guys Reyes. that we've heard of, not Victor Reyes. I'm talking <laughs> more along the Johnny Cueto lines. Um, and you see what happens and, and, and you can never have enough uh, depth in the starting rotation. Obviously you're going to need more than just five guys. If you're going to get yourself through a season. Uh, but of course you've got to thread that needle and it's got to be somebody who's okay with, pitching some games at AAA or, 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 or spending some time in the bullpen, uh, you know, not while you wait for an injury, but those injuries do uh, strike as inevitable when you're talking about starting pitchers over the course of a six-month season. So um, I, I think it's smart to see multiple of those. I think it would be smart to, to throw out, uh, you know, two or three of them just so you get the most amount of arms as you can to protect some of these guys because um, otherwise you're drawn on somebody like a Jimmy Lambert who was such a critical role in your bullpen last year. Do you make your bullpen a little worse by trying to just, you know, throw a life preserver, life preserver to your rotation. So the, the more, uh, the more starting pitching arms you can get the the better, but it's not going to be, you know, the guy who's sitting at the top of the free agent pile right now, it's going to be somebody who, who, you know, knows what they're getting into and is willing to get into it. And hey, we, we didn't even talk about the uh, big starting pitcher signing with Carlos Rodon going to the Yankees, too. So a lot happening in Major League Baseball. You'd love to see it, at least. Uh, a lot of activity going on. It seems to be each and every single day. All right. We have 375 people watching. Again, thank you guys so much uh, for joining us on this urgent podcast. We've got two more Super Chats. Uh, for first from Kirk M. How about a franchise record Super Chat? Thank you for the $2 super chat. It's not going to come from Kirk M, but we do appreciate the possibility of one happening. Uh, I think uh, Jack still, Jackso still earns it with $100. So, uh, hey, Jackso, you're still the king uh, there. And then Joe Wald coming back with another super chat, and we're very appreciative of that. Uh, with this lineup and unknown second base, I think the best-case scenario, healthy Sox hit 100 and, uh, 160 to 170 home runs this year, which still leaves us in the bottom half of baseball which is correct. It's still a big, big thing. But can Oscar Colas bring power? Can Andrew Vaughn at first base bring power? Can they unlock some power in Yon Moncada? Can Yasmani Grandal give you 20? 
What does Luis Robert do in 150 seasons? Aloy Jimenez not playing left field. Can he hit 40? Like we've said before, Tim Anderson's looking for a contract. He might want to hit 20 as well. So, uh, and, and, and the know, White we'll Sox see. think the White Sox, by the way, think the answer to all those questions is yes. You know what I mean? Like they, <laughs> and, and no, that's not a, that's not, that's well, yeah, not wishful. a, a rip. Yeah. That's just true. I mean, l- listen, I think a lot of people, all three of us included before last season started, thought that everybody on this team was going to hit 20 or 30. So, uh, right. you know, it, it, it makes us look ridiculous after what happened, but that was nowhere near what the expectation was, what, what the actual production was in 2022. So I don't think any, I don't think we should turn around and say, all right, that was just a down year. Everybody get on your 30, uh, 30 Homer uh, horse here and let's, uh, you know, go see a, a record like we saw several years ago with the Minnesota twins. But uh, I, I do think that expecting those guys to move in that positive direction is definitely reasonable. I guess my worry is that, you know, you're, you're banking on a lot of health and what we didn't see last uh, last season was health from these players. So I guess I'm just a little bit more hesitant to be like, these guys will reach those platforms because first off, they just need to hit the games played platform before we even do that. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap this up a nice little 40 minute urgent podcast, like Herb likes to say. Good signing for the white Sox. They need to do more to address the current holes on the team at second base and if they want to do something on right field, I would not be mad at them. And it's a little late in, not late, but for our liking, it's a little late. But I think the signing is a good signing, and they need to add on from the signing. This cannot be, I think, the only free agent signing this offseason. They need to do some other move where getting this team to a level above the Cleveland Guardians is paramount because it doesn't seem they can compete with the other teams at the top of AL Central, at least get in the playoffs and see what happens. Look at Herb already forgetting about Mike Clevenger. This is yeah. not the only free agent signing so I'm far in. this offseason. Herb, come on. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot about Sunshine. He stole my name. Everybody, everybody, everybody <laughs> go listen to Foreigner to celebrate this urgent podcast. Yes. Uh, Foreigner is everyone's uh, most uh, pressing homework this weekend is to listen to some Foreigner. Uh, I think there was one more thing I had to do. Other than that, no, I think we're good. All right, the that's poll. gonna wrap it the up. Poll the poll results. Oh, the poll. That's what it is. Yeah, Thank I, I you. can give you the poll. Uh, oh, Steven's in the house. I got yes, it. Yes. No, uh, three, three hundred and eleven, three hundred fourteen votes now. Three hundred fourteen. Which is votes. A, that's get... a CHGO record, mind you. Oh, look at that! A CHGO yeah. record. Three hundred fourteen votes. You get three hundred and fourteen White Sox into or fans into the same uh, group, and you get an eighty-nine percent positive reaction to Andrew Benatendi signing a five-year deal with the Sox. So, Sox fans seem to like it. Only Sean doesn't like it. I, I guess. Hey, uh, I, I'm I'm the Debbie Downer here. My bad. I'll try hey. to bring a positive attitude uh, on on Sunday show. Hey, it's Herbie September. Doesn't even, Herbie doesn't even like Jose Abreu. Why is he going to like Andrew Benintendi? That's a good point. In September, if he's bad, you could bring this podcast back to December 16th and say, "Hey guys, I told you, you I, some bitches are out here drinking the Kool Aid, and you can dunk on us." But for right now, I think we're all good. I think we're decently happy content is the word probably we got to use for the andrew benintendi signing i'm shocked i think that's the word i'll use i am i'm shocked that they did this so um i don't know if that's good or bad we'll have to see i, I will let him prove my prove me wrong because uh, it's our job uh that's that's you know i give my opinion and they play baseball and you know my opinion doesn't matter once they play baseball uh so we'll see what happens there uh and we still got a lot of time before pitchers and catchers even report uh that's vinnie duber you can follow him on twitter at vinnie duber he's our chgo white Sox beat writer that's herb lawrence you can follow him on twitter at ecknerwall23 he's our chgo white Sox community leader um if you do want to become a diehard 
diehard, check out allchgo.com. And we do have gift membership packages. You get a shirt, sticker pack, and a membership card if you are looking for a gift for the diehard in your life. We appreciate everyone for joining us. Again, record-setting stream, over 400 viewers, uh, record-setting polls as well. And make sure you're liking the video and subscribing to the channel on your way out. We will talk to you soon, probably Sunday or live on Monday with more reaction to Andrew Benatendi signing with the White Sox. Go Sox.